And we are back here on Pacific Rim, 1029 and 750 the game. Our coaches series continues, and we continue to be more towards the middle southern part of the country, as today we're with Texas Southern head coach Mike Davis, who's joining me right here on Pacific Rim. And Mike, how are you doing on this fine afternoon? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good, thank you. And you know who else is doing good? Your team, as for the second time in the last three years, you guys were able to make the NCAA tournament. Obviously, things didn't go your way. As you, had, you had a very tough draw against North Carolina, lost that game, but you guys were able to get there for the second time in three years. What, do you, what does that mean to your team? Because I believe that in each of the last four years, you guys have made either the NCAA tournament or the NIT. Well, it's good for our program. That's our goal every year is to win the regular season or win the conference tournament. And we want to win both if we can, but sometimes it's difficult. But uh, our focus is to try to win either or. And you certainly have been able to do that. And the team had a good year this year, but I've noticed this with the swag. The teams out there in the SWAC, whenever they make the NCAA tournament, the team is always a 16 seed. I was taking a look back at the records, and since Richard Hamilton was the MVP or the most outstanding player of the 1998 NCAA tournament, just once was the team out of the SWAC not a 16 seed. That was actually your team in 2015, as you guys, I believe, played, uh, I think it was Kansas that year. What do you, why do you think this is? Because it feels like the SWAC, they're able to get a couple wins here and there, but it seems like the teams out there just aren't really able to bust through and be one of those anti-quote bracket busters. Well, I think if you want to get a higher seed, you have to win some games and non-conference play against some uh, really good opponents. And the year that we were 15 seed, we beat Kansas State and Michigan State uh, on the road. So, uh, unfortunately, last year we won four games uh, and none conference, but none was BCS schools. And if you want to get a 15, 14, or 13 seed, you have to do that. Certainly, as it is Mike Davis joining me right here on Pacific Rim, 1029 and 750 the game. The head coach of the Texas the Texas Southern Tigers as they made the NCAA tournament three of the last four years, and he's joining me right now. And, I mean, you touched on it a little bit earlier, those marquee wins that you were able to pick up during the 2014-2015 season. You guys went on the road. You knocked off Michigan State at their place. And, oh, by the way, Michigan State that year made the Final Four. Then you guys were able to parlay that with a win over Kansas State on the road a couple weeks later. What was it like being on that run, just being able to knock off Michigan State? Because I know that you used to coach at Indiana, I believe, in the early to mid-2000s. What was it like to be able to go into the Breslin Center and get a huge win in overtime, nevertheless? Well, first of all, I never beat them uh, while I was a head coach at Indiana. So going into that game, I thought it would be another opportunity for us to get better as a basketball team and not really focus on winning the game. And we ended up winning the basketball game. It was a great feeling because I don't think our guys even understand understood that how tough it is to win there and what it means to win at Michigan State. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, you've got so many teams out there in the Big Ten that they're never able to win win a game out there at at Michigan State, and you guys were able to, and that led you guys to be being that uh, 15 seed in the NCAA tournament, and then you guys were able to win 22 games that season, and then this year you guys actually had a better record than you did in that 2014-2015 season, going 23 and 12 overall. Like I said, you guys did get a 16 seed, but you guys were able to avoid the first four. Do you feel like the program is slowly but surely taking steps forward in order to become a perennial NCAA tournament team and perhaps get a better seed in the future? I think so. Uh, right now we're building, we're building, but the toughest thing is is for us to get uh, that elite uh, player to play for us because a lot of times when you make your decision uh, to play in the SWAC, you really focus on what other people think about your decision. 
And so we end up getting close to getting really good players, but end up not getting those guys. They end up going somewhere else. But we're still working hard uh, to try to, uh, to get some really good players to come in and play for us. And you touched on that, and you guys actually had a player that, that decided to declare for the NCAA tournament in Zach Loft, and he averaged, I believe, like 17 points per game this year. He had a really good season, but he has decided to transfer. What communication did you have with Zach as he was making his decision on whether to go pro, whether to transfer, whether to stay at Texas Southern? Well, again, you know, there's another way of thinking. I always say anything that can be done in college basketball can be done from Texas Southern in the SWAC, if there hadn't been anyone in the SWAC to ever make make it to the NBA, then you should always transfer from the SWAC. But um, but fortunately, we've had some players to make it to the NBA. So I think it's just a mindset of, of what you really want to do, how hard you want to work, and, and how committed you are to doing it from here. And I want guys in my program that's committed uh, to being great and committed to the process and committed to knowing that they can do it from Texas Southern. Texas Southern head coach Mike Davis is joining me right here on Pacific Rim, 102.9 and 750 the game. This is going to be a little bit more of a lighthearted question, but one of the teams that you guys have had battles with year in and year out is Southern. They've actually changed their name to Baton Rouge Southern. What was your reaction to this? Because I think that it's going to be confusing for some fans next year, much like IPFW changed their name to Fort Wayne and it threw everyone off until they were able to knock off Indiana. Uh, to be totally honest with you, this is the first time I've heard that was today. You just said that. Yeah, I, I had no idea they changed their name. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that too because right now their Twitter Twitter still has them at Southern U Sports, but if you take a look on their ESPN page, it is now Baton Rouge Southern, and they still have the SU logo. So I thought that was really interesting, and you just don't know. Do you think that maybe a rebrand might be a little bit better for them? Because I know that they've been year in and year out one of the better teams in the swag in regards to college basketball. Well, every year that we had made it to the uh, NCAA tournament, there had been a team to go. So hopefully the Baton Rouge Southern, uh, not the same Southern that we've been playing every year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. Mike Davis is joining me right here. And I something that I noticed with the SWAC is year in and year out. The teams out there in the SWAC, you guys either play in the non-conference schedule, either teams that are really, really tough, or some D3 teams, because I know that you guys have a really tough time getting opponents to come to your place. I know that Southern books a lot of D3 teams, or now, as I should be calling them, Baton Rouge. I mean, that threw me completely off guard, but I know that they book a lot of non-D1 teams to be able to get a couple home games during their non-conference late. I know that there are so many teams that do the same. I don't think you guys I don't think you guys had a single home game during your uh, non-conference schedule all year long. Just how difficult is that? Because having to go on the road for every single game in your non-conference slate, I have to think, is a just a Herculean feat. Well, what a better way to challenge yourself. Uh, we It'll cost us more money to have a home game, and my focus is for us to get better as a basketball team when conference plays start. And so what I want to do is always challenge our players. And the only way that you can get better uh, as a team or as an individual is always challenge yourself. And so we're challenged every single non-conference game by playing on the road. And do you view it as something that is only going to be a positive, or do you think there are possibly some drawbacks, too? Because obviously in 2015, you were able to win two of those really difficult games against Michigan State and Kansas State, but obviously some years are different than others. Well, I just think the only drawback is that we can't get opponents to play us uh, on the road. But other than that, uh, we're just trying to get better. Our main focus would be the best basketball team that we can be in March and win our conference. Uh, tournament because we're only going to take one team out of the swag to the NCAA tournament anyway. So I don't get caught up in the non-conference games. 
Uh, I know I have people all the time texting me and calling me, telling me to keep my head up. My head is as high as it, it can be uh, doing those games because I know what we're trying to do. And we'll focus on the process of getting better. And when you play those type of opponents, especially on the road, you can lose about 50 or 60 if you don't come and give great effort. And so the main thing for me is to try to focus on our effort during those games. This is so true. As Mike Davis is joining me right here on Pacific Rim, 102.9 and 750 The Game, head coach of the Texas Southern Tigers as they have made the NCAA tournament from the SWAC. Each or three out of the last four years has made either the NCAA tournament or the NIT each of the last four years, and he's joining me right now. And you're a guy that you bounce around from school to school. I, as I mentioned at the top, you were the head coach at Indiana for a couple years. You also spent a couple years at UAB, and I do believe that you were the coach of the year out there in Conference USA once or twice during your tenure at UAB. What was it like going from those two stops and then going to Texas Southern where, let's be honest here, the uh, pedigree of college basketball just isn't quite what it is at Indiana and UAB? Well, I think I did it just the opposite. I went from Indiana, UAB to Texas Southern, and you probably should go from Texas Southern, UAB to Indiana. Uh, that should be my third job. But it's really, really helped me to be a good coach here at Texas Southern because I've seen it all. I mean, I understand uh, the BCS. I understand the mid-major. Now I understand the lower major uh, at Texas Southern. So I've had a taste of all three. And not very many coaches can say they've had a taste of all three uh, in that order. Uh, BCS, mid-major, the low-major. So it's really helped me as a basketball coach uh, to understand what the big schools are thinking and how to prepare for them, uh, as well as the mid-major schools. And so I can always put that in my mind, put that in my players' mind of this what to expect when you plan these opponents. Certainly, and I would like to close it out with this as I've mentioned it a couple times during this interview, and I'm going to mention it again. You were the head coach at Indiana, and you actually succeeded the great Bobby Knight. What was it like trying to be the guy after Bobby Knight? Because they always want, they always say you want to be the guy after the guy to replace the guy, or however in the heck it goes. It's a little bit confusing. But what was it like having to replace Bobby Knight at Indiana as your first head coaching job in D1 college basketball? Well, it was very difficult uh, because that was my first head coaching job. Uh, and I'd only been in college basketball for a couple of years, and so I really didn't understand the landscape of college basketball because I coached in the in the CBA, which is the D League now, in the NBA. So it was totally different from presses, zones. We didn't do any of that in the league in the D League. So everything I did was just like on the job training. But uh, it really prepared me. It is Mike Davis joining me right here on Pacific Rim, 1029 and 750 The Game. And, Coach, it was great to be able to catch up with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thank you for having me on anytime. Thank you.